Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. There has been much discussion as to whether the conscience is a safe guide. However, if your spirit has become a new man in Christ, then your conscience is a safe guide because your conscience is the voice of your spirit. If your spirit is a new man with the life and the nature of God in it, then it is a safe guide. That's how God guides you. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we continue this series, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagen. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagen's classic message. Paul said, you know, in Romans 12:1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies. You do something with your bodies. Well, who is you? You is the man on the inside, the real you. You present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, he didn't tell you to die out to self or to the flesh, but he did tell you to do something with the flesh. Again, in Romans 6.13, Paul says, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. You see, after you're born again, your body is going to want to keep on doing the same things it's always done. But he said not to do that. Don't let your body do that. The man on the inside, the inward man, the real you, this spirit man, has become a new man in Christ. Let this inward man be the dominant one, not the outward man. The reason that many people have a mistaken concept of, of this is that they don't thoroughly understand the new birth. Some have thought that they were just justified. However, we are more than justified. We have become a new man, a new creature in Christ. This man on the inside, which is the spirit of man through whom God will deal with us, has become a new man. The old things that were in the old man are gone. Spiritual death was there, but it's gone now. The nature of the devil was there, but it's gone now. Hatred and lying were in there, but they're gone now. And the love of God is in there. The nature of God is in there. This is the man that is to be the dominant one. We are to listen to him because it is through this man, through our spirits, that God will guide us. The inward man that we've been talking about has a voice which we call conscience. Sometimes it's called intuition. Sometimes inner guidance or inward witness. There has been much discussion as to whether the conscience is a safe guide. However, if your spirit has become a new man in Christ, then your conscience is a safe guide because your conscience is the voice of your spirit. If your spirit is a new man with the life and the nature of God in it, then it is a safe guide. That's how God guides you. Of course, a person who has never been born again could not follow the voice of his spirit. His spirit would be unregenerate. His conscience would permit him to do anything. But when you have the nature and the life of God in you, your conscience won't permit you to just do anything. If you're a born-again Christian, 
the Holy Spirit is living and abiding in your spirit. Now, he does not communicate directly with your mind because he's not in your mind. He's in your spirit. He's, he communicates with you through your spirit. Remember Jesus said in John's Gospel, the 14th chapter, the 23rd verse, we, Jesus said, my Father and I, in other words, will come unto him and make our abode with him. Now Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3.16 Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now again writing to the Corinthians in the second letter 2 Corinthians 6.16 Paul said Ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, if God is dwelling in us, then that's where he's going to speak to us, where he is in our hearts or in our spirit. You see, it is your spirit, not the Holy Spirit, that condemns you if you do wrong as a Christian. The Holy Spirit doesn't convict of sin. Jesus said that the only sin the Holy Spirit will convict the world of is the sin of rejecting Jesus. It is your own spirit that knows the very moment you've done wrong. I remember shortly after I was born again, healed by the power of God, and back in high school, a boy asked me a question. Now, I'd been around some boys who, although they didn't actually curse, used some words that were almost that. And evidently, I'd picked up one of these words. And when the boy asked me a question, I answered him saying, well, it's none of your business, except I put another little word in there like darn or something like that. The minute I said it, on the inside of me, I, I felt convicted. My spirit got my attention. I knew I'd done wrong. I asked God's forgiveness right then and there. And I apologized to the boy and said, I want you to forgive me for talking like that. See, Christians haven't got any business talking slang, if you want to call that slang. Amen. Then the, any more business than they have cursing. Now, this, this boy, this young man, hadn't thought a thing about it. But I knew it was no way for a Christian to talk. It was my spirit, not the Holy Spirit, that convicted me because my spirit had the nature and the life of God in it. And uh, it knew the very moment that I'd said something I shouldn't say. Paul says some very illuminating things about his own conscience, which is the voice of his spirit. For one thing, he said, he always obeyed his conscience. Now notice in the scripture quoted earlier in Romans 8, 16, one of our texts, Paul said, The Spirit itself, or the margin reads, himself, beareth witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. Too many times people think that this witness that he's talking about here is a physical something. Now it isn't at all. He does not say that he bears witness with our bodies. Feeling is the voice of the body. Reason is the voice of the soul or the mind. But conscience is the voice of the spirit. If we go by feeling, then we're going to be in trouble. How many times when it comes to Christian experience are we motivated by feelings? So many times we hear people say, I just feel like the Lord heard me. Well, it makes no difference whether you feel like it or felt like it or not. If the Word of God states it, then it's true. If 
God said that he heard and answered your prayer, then he did. Base your faith on the word, not on your feelings. This verse does not say that the Spirit bears witness with our bodies or our feelings. It said the Spirit itself, or himself as the margin reads, beareth witness with our spirit. The Word and the Spirit agree. The Spirit will take the Word and witness to your heart. Jesus said in John the 16th chapter, the 13th and 14th verses, When he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Now he went on uh, and said to his disciples, He shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. John 14, 26. He also said, John 16, 13, He will show you things to come. He bears witness with my spirit, then he leads you. Romans 8, 14 said, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It is not for us to tell the Lord how to lead us. In the Acts of the Apostles and elsewhere in the Bible, we see how at times some receive guidance through a vision. We read where others received guidance from an angel who appeared to them and told them certain things. Too many times we seek guidance in that way instead of listening to what the Bible says. However, such phenomena didn't happen every day in these people's lives. They occurred once or twice in the entire lifetime of some of them. Too many times when God is trying to bear witness with our spirits, trying to guide us, in other words, we won't listen because we want something else such as a vision or an angel or something of that nature. For guidance, some people put out what they call a fleece before the Lord. Now, I tried that once way back in 1941. I put out a fleece, I followed my fleece, and I got fleeced. And that cured me. The New Testament does not say as many as are led by fleeces, they are the sons of God. It doesn't say that. The Word of God said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now somebody said, well, yeah, but now, Brother Egan, didn't God lead Gideon? Didn't Gideon put out a fleece? Sure he did. But you see, we're not living in the day he lived in. We're not living under the covenant he lived under. We have a new covenant established on better promises. It doesn't say anywhere in the New Testament that Peter or Paul or any of the apostles ever told the people to put out a fleece before the Lord. In fact, this practice is most dangerous. For we put the fleece out in this sense world in the area where Satan is God. Second Corinthians 4.4 4 said Satan is the God of this world. Uh, remember, I'm teaching this week on guidance or how to know the will of God. Right at the moment, we're talking about guidance to the inner man. Now, as we said, Romans 8.14 said, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Too many times when God is trying to bear witness with our spirits, trying to guide us through our spirits, we won't listen because we want something else such as a vision or an angel. Then again, for guidance, some people will put out what they call a fleece uh, before the Lord. 
Once when I tried out for the pastorate of a church, I put out a fleece before the Lord, and my fleece was that if the congregation voted me in 100% to become their new pastor, I would accept this as the will of God. Now I got every vote and accepted the pastorate. But as I said, I got fleeced. That was the most miserable time I ever spent in my life. I lost all anointing to preach. While preparing my sermons, I would feel as if fire would set up my bones. But the minute I stepped inside the church door for services, it was as if someone had poured a bucket of cold water on me. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Two CDs, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagan plus the single CD and mini-book, Where Do We Go From Here by Ken Hagen. These three items together are just $19.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Winter Bible Seminar is coming up February the 16th through the 21st. Right. It's going to be a worldwide homecoming. We're celebrating our 40th graduating year of Rhema Bible Training College. You know, if you have been a, a partner of this ministry, you have helped thousands of students. And you'll see some of them from yes. all over the world. Come yes. on. And we want you to come. Anybody that's ever been a part of the ministry wants you to come. All the Rhema grads, we want you to come. It's going to be a great time. During this holiday season, we invite you to come see the Rama Christmas lights. Over two million lights illuminate the Rama campus in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, nightly through January 1st. For more info, go to ramabiblechurch.com slash Christmas. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, How You Can Know the Will of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.